Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games FM, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now, welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skipstad. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Board Games FM, powered by Theology of Games. This is AJ Skifstad. I've been kind of MIA this week. It has been uh, my spring break, and I've been loaded with house projects and all sorts of activities, uh, including some gaming. Just haven't got on to Board Games FM to talk about them. So uh, it's nice to have three of us working, Scott and Jeremiah and myself, so that we can stay afloat throughout the week. I'm finally adding my two cents to the conversation about uh, the cage fight of Terra Mystica versus Gaia Project. Now, I haven't played Terra Mystica for probably, I'm not even kidding, four years it's been probably since I played Terra Mystica. I remember hardly anything except the theme, um, which, I mean, now apparently the games play very similarly. There's some a lot of similar features, excuse me. Um, not that they play similarly, but there's some similar features. Uh, but as far as theme goes, I am, if you've listened to me before, I'm always a fan of fantasy over sci-fi. Love sci-fi. I love sci-fi movies. I love sci-fi games. But if you give me my choice, um, I'm always going to pick fantasy. Love the fantasy theme. I love the colors and the artwork way more in Terra Mystica. I'm much more fascinated by that than I am, uh, the darkness and the deepness of space and the vastness of it all. And, you know, uh, the, the, overall, I just think I like those fantasy colors that they use in Terra Mystica. I can remember at least that much of it. But um, as far as as far as far the gameplay goes, I can't speak to too much. I just played Gaia Project this week, and I had a blast playing Gaia Project. It was loaded with decisions, loaded with heavy choices, uh, but there were so many of them that I could make. I was just, I, I was overwhelmed, but I was having a blast being overwhelmed uh, because it, it was just a really, really solid game. And every time I did, whatever choice I made was going to benefit me in one way or another. I had a great time playing Gaia Project. And so I honestly believe from what I hear from most people is that Gaia Project is hands down better than Terra Mystica. Um, but in my opinion, I like theme. Uh, I like the theme of Terra Mystica better, but I'm always uh, willing to play a game that plays better. So I gotta hand it to Gaia Project. Gaia Project would be the winner in this case. So Gaia Project, you win the cage fight. Stay tuned for more of stuff that we're playing uh, this weekend. We've talked about what we play Friday. We're gonna talk about what we actually played Friday and what we continue to get to the table this weekend. More coming at you in just a minute. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. Well, welcome back. We're talking about uh, what we've been playing this weekend already. Some of those things that I've played, uh, one includes Thunderstone Quest. You guys know that you're going to hear that from me. Uh, Thunderstone Quest is one that's hitting my table at least once a week. And Rachel and I are absolutely in love with this game. 
We have so much fun with it. We have seen over half of the cards in this game now. We have played through that much of it. We are on the latter half of the questing portion, which we've said before isn't really questing, but it is setting up scenarios that get you to see every one of these cards that are in the game. Not only does it do that, but it sets you up so that you're playing with these awesome combos of cards too. So that when you wanna do create when you wanna create some combos, or excuse me, scenarios in the future, you know what combos work together. Love, love, love Thunderstone Quest. Having a great time with that. Also, got Defenders of the Realm to the table, and uh, we played this, a, a couple of my buddies and I, we had three of us, and Defenders of the Realm is a fantastic cooperative game by Eagle Griffin Games, where uh, you have four generals marching on Monarch City, and if any of those generals gets into Monarch City, you lose the game. If any five of their minions gets into Monarch City, you lose the game. If you ever run out of the dark crystals that are on the board, they, they uh, darken the land with the 12 dark crystals, you lose the game. If ever you can't place a minion on the board when it's time to place a minion and seed the board, you lose the game. Only one way to win the game, and that is to defeat all four generals. And you've got these heroes in this fantasy-themed world where you are running around this board, you're taking out minions, you're slashing them up, hacking them apart, and you're going to go ahead and attack these generals once you feel like you have enough cards and enough strength to do it. You want to go in the battle with a couple of your buddies, though, because you're not going to be able to do it on your own. It is a fantastic cooperative game. Characters have special abilities, special powers. You get special cards throughout the game that help you do even more awesome actions. But the game just keeps launching and throwing stuff your way that is just terrible to try and take on. We love Defenders of the Realm. We added some of the dragon expansion to it, which makes it a lot harder. We had a dragon that was running around the board and setting stuff on fire. Absolutely loved that. It was terrifying because if he laid 10 of his fire tokens, we lost the game as well. Uh, he actually laid 9 of his fire tokens throughout the game, but we were able to stop him at the last second. Love Defenders of the Realm. Check it out by Eagle Griffin Games. That's one that we might do a cage fight on later. Defenders of the Realm versus Pandemic. We've talked about that in the past. And then I just got in the mail yesterday in a trade. I got Caverna. Caverna is now an older game. It was released in 2013 by uh, Mayfair Games and then re-released by Mayfair slash Lookout uh, Spiel. And so... It is a really good game that could also be another cage fight that we've been talking about. Um, it could be a cage fight against Agricola. It's made by UA Rosenberg, who made Agricola. And it is a really sweet game where you are developing your cave, you're searching through it and, and, and making new dwellings for your, uh, your little dwarves. And then on the other side of your board, you've got forests. And uh, you're going to go ahead and excavate that forest and put some pasture lands in there and some fields for harvesting goods. And basically, it's like a little mini sim farm or sim city type of game where once you create pasture land, then you can fence in that pasture land. Once you fence in that pasture land, you can put more animals in it than you could before. Once you dig through a cave, you can then put a dwelling in that cave where you can house another dwarf. And once you house another dwarf, you can, I don't know, you can then uh, start to play uh, buildings that are going to get you more victory points. It is a really super fun game. It's worker placement. You're putting your workers on action cards throughout the game. You get more actions as the game continues uh, to place your workers on. You get more workers as the game continues. And it plays over 12 rounds, so there is a time limit on the game. Um, but it is really super fun. I actually played the solo version of the game, 
and I had a blast. The goal of the solo version is to score over 100 points. I scored 74, but this was my first time ever playing it, so I'm just jumping on the Caverna bandwagon. Absolutely loved it. Cannot wait to play it with more players. Um, so, Caverna. And then finally, I tell you this all the time, I love Crokinole. Crokinole made it to my table this very, uh, excuse me, uh, last night, it made it to the table, and I played again with my father-in-law, he won a game, I won a game, I played on one of my older Crokinole boards, and put a little carom powder on the board to make those discs fly, and had a bunch of fun. It's a great little dexterity game, uh, but it's kind of pricey to get a board, but it's not too hard to make a board, so if you're crafty at all, or you, you're good at woodworking, try making a Crokinole board. I've had a ton of fun gaming this week. I can't wait to see what our next cage fight is. I'm waiting to talk to the rest of the guys to see what our cage fight's going to be, but I think we've got some pretty good ideas. So stay tuned because we're going to be hearing what uh, Scott and Jeremiah have been playing. And as always, we want to hear what you've been playing and what your thoughts on our, our, on our cage fight, Terra Mystica versus Gaia Project. So call in, use that call in feature, and uh, check you later. Hey gang, Jeremiah here. Wanted to fill you in on my weekend excursions on the gaming table. And guess what? <laughs> I played the game called Your Butt's Way Too Busy to Sit Down and Play a Game. <laughs> uh, so as, as I mentioned on Friday, I had hoped to maybe get a few games on the table, including Thunderstone. But alas, it just didn't happen. Life was way, way busy, which I kind of expected expected but uh you know anyway that's that's what happened for me this weekend i did get out uh mystic veil in an attempt to get that on the table with my boys but we simply ran out of time and uh but it's it's still out i've got the lid off i've got everything ready to get get set out and the boys are really intrigued by it we actually haven't played it with them yet so I'm guessing that'll happen soon, probably this week. We'll, we'll get a game of that in. And of course, I'm always trying to get Thunderstone Quest on the table because it's so good and so fun. And, uh, well, that's about it. So that's it for what I played over the weekend, which is nothing. So there it is. All right, I'll be back with another segment here on Board Games FM. So stay tuned. We've got lots going on today. It's lots of fun. All right, here we go. Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games FM, powered by TheologyOfGames.com. What did I play this weekend? Had a lot of plans? Only one of them panned out. My 10-year-old and I played uh, Eldritch Horror, and it is all he wants to play right now. It is his fourth favorite game, and he can tell you the others, top five in, in their order, but this is number four, and we played with one of the ancient ones from... Under the Pyramid, which is an expansion that we picked up. And I think I played it wrong, a little wrong. There were cards I was confused about, and there are these deep cavern cards. I have no idea what purpose they serve in the game. I was using those as research encounters to get clue tokens. I was totally confused, and we whooped the game's butt. Now, maybe what I did was make it harder, and it still would have been easy. I don't know. But the point is... Uh, I haven't told my 10-year-old. As far as he knows, we just won. And so I'm, I think I'm going to let him revel in that because we had a lot of fun. There was whooping and screaming, and we really need this roll, and it would happen, and we'd jump up and down, yeah, and scream and high-five. And my wife is wondering what in the world is happening down there. 
and uh, it, it was a lot of fun. The more I play this game, the more I love this game. It is, we've had so much fun with it, and we've just scratched the surface. I have other expansions I'm going to have to get because I'm a completist, because it's a fun game and I want them all, and just because it's a fun system. I will say this, and I'm not going to get too spoilery here, but there is something you can do called a dark pact. Sometimes the game forces one on you, and sometimes you can do one. And we could do a dark pact in order to solve a rumor, the lead investigator, that was me. And I thought, we, we were had it handily, one, I, I felt like, and we really, that rumor really wasn't bothering us that much, And but I still thought, you know what, I'm going to see what this is about. I just kind of, you know, I, I did it for the fun factor, which I don't always do in games, but we had this one in the bag. And <laughs> so I take this dark pact to get rid of it, and then whenever there's a reckoning, you have to roll your dice, roll a die, and if it lands on a one, then you have to flip the card over. I'm not going to spoil what happened, but just let me say this. I did roll a one, and you need to take those dark pacts very seriously. They will wreck you. They are not called dark pacts for nothing, and it was awful. So if you get a chance to get a dark pact, make sure that what you're getting for it is worth it, because the reckoning will come. Anyway, it was, that just added to the fun. It was super fun, and Eldritch Horror is, like, super high on my hot list right now. All right, what did you guys play this weekend? And let's keep this conversation going. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Hey everyone, Jeremiah back. I got a little fun question to ask you and maybe we'll just spend some time speculating on this. So I got an email today from UPS. I get these every now and then saying that, hey, you've got a package coming tomorrow. Now, for those of you who don't know, we've been reviewing games over on Theology of Games for nearly six years. So we, uh, from time to time, things just show up, whether we solicit them or not, they just kind of show up. So I happen to know that this one is from AEG and you, according to UPS, the package is six and a half pounds, just a, a touch over. It's at 6.6 pounds. So I, at first I thought, well, maybe it's the new smash up expansion, but smash up expansions they're not that big. They're not that heavy. Uh, so I'm not sure that it would be that. But I thought, let's play a little game. What is coming in in this package? What what's get what's Jeremiah getting from UPS? And more specifically, what is Jeremiah getting from AEG? So use that voice message feature here on Anchor if that's where you're listening. Sound off. Let us know what you think. Or hit us up at Twitter. I'll probably put something up on Twitter there you can respond to as well. And we'll uh, we'll see who gets it right. I, I have no idea what it is. I'm excited. It's like Christmas. So there you go. What's coming from AEG? We'll talk to you more. Stay tuned to Board Games FM. As always, we're powered by Theology of Games. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games FM is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. 
If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.